Welcome back, everyone, and Happy New Year. My New Year's Eve was a blast, and I had a lot of fun hanging out with friends. I wish the best to everyone for this new year, and I hope you can achieve any goals that you have set for yourself. I've set some personal goals for myself, and it's going to take work. But doing work and pushing yourself is only going to make you a stronger and better person. I hope that y'all have the strength to finish those goals that you put in front of yourself. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the vision I have for this podcast and what's to come in the new year. Plus, you know, we always got to have a story. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this podcast. It is 2020, the end of the decade, and man, did it seem like 2019 just flew by. I had so many wonderful experiences and opportunities that came up in 2019, and I can't wait to see what happens in 2020. Like I said, I've set some personal goals for myself that I will need to put a lot of work in to accomplish, but if I keep myself in the right mindset and have enough motivation I believe I can do it. So what does 2020 have in store for EMT Life Podcast? Truth be told, I have no idea. I can only hope that my visions and ideas can continue to develop, and I just want it to grow. I want more followers on Instagram so we can be more interactive and throw ideas and experiences around to one another. So follow my Instagram at EMT underscore life underscore podcast so we can continue to grow and learn from each other because I love listening to your experiences and learning from you as much as you might learn from me. And I say this all the time, the emergency medical field and the medical field in general is always evolving. So we as providers in that system need to keep educating ourselves. I'm very big on education and furthering your education. Never stop learning and never stop trying to be a better you. I also want to get guests on this podcast with me, and I want them to talk about some of their experiences. Not everyone has the same experience in EMS, so to get other people's insights and stories as to what they have seen and what they've done, I think would be a lot of fun. I also want to keep giving good experiences, good stories, and good advice throughout this new year. I also just want to thank each and every one of you who listened to this podcast, and I hope I really do hope I'm giving you a good insight into EMS and that you are learning from me. So with that all said, let's talk about my last three days at work. My partner had just finished his career with the company, and I really couldn't be happier for him because he's going to a bigger department, and he is going to get a lot of experience. But one thing is for sure, he did not go out without a bang. It, I mean, it just seemed like the EMS gods were staring down on us and, you know, on his last days, just throwing everything they could at us to test our skills. We had cardiac arrests, hyperglycemic patients, hypoglycemic patients, non-opioid-induced overdoses, so Narcan wouldn't work. We had opioid-induced overdoses, car accidents with trauma alerts. I mean, just pretty much any critical call you could think of, we had. So this podcast, I'm going to talk about the cardiac arrest because that is one call in EMS where 
we shine on. So the call came in, cardiac arrest with CPR in progress to a nursing home that's probably less than three miles away from our station. So we get dispatched, and the fire department also gets dispatched to cardiac arrests because the more hands, the better. We arrive in about three minutes because ambulances are lighter and more maneuverable than a fire engine. So we get there before the fire department, and when we get into the room, the nursing staff is doing compressions and bagging the patient. While that nurse is still doing CPR, I placed the defibrillation pads on the patient, then took over compressions for the nurse, and, I mean, she just, like, leaves the room. And I'm sitting there like, where the, where the fuck are you going? We still need you. So I hold compressions. We do a rhythm check. The guy is in asystole. So I continue to do compressions, and my medic needs to secure a line in the patient so he can push meds and fluids. So he prepares to do an IO. So an IO is stands for intraosseous which means the needle goes into the bone and fluids and meds get pushed directly into the bone marrow. But we only use that if we can't get an IV. So while I was doing compressions, you know, I noticed that the guy had some really good veins, which usually means that he hasn't been dead for a while. And the nursing staff said he had only been dead for about five minutes. So I told the medic what I saw. He took a look and he agreed with me. So he started a 16-gauge in his arm and pushed his first round of epi. The fire department showed up after that and took over compressions for me. I started another 16-gauge IV in the other arm just in case something happened with the first one. We had a backup. Another firefighter placed the auto pulse on the stretcher, and we prepared to move the patient over. We get the patient moved over and secure the auto pulse and turn it on so the machine can do the compressions for us. Get into the back of the ambulance. The medic goes to innovate. He can't get the tube because the airway is blocked with just this thick, chunky, and just really smelly vomit. We applied suction, but it was just so thick and chunky, it wouldn't fit through the ink hour. So we had to get an emesis bag and wipe the chunks off the end of the suction to clear it. Uh, he, the medic went to tube again, but couldn't. And when he pulled the ET tube out, I mean, that tube, it was just, the tube itself was full of vomit. So we moved on. The medic placed our backup airway in. And our backup airway that we use is a king tube. And we got good oxygenation and the capnography uh, displayed that. So what capnography does is that it reads the level of carbon dioxide that your body releases when you exhale. And the average carbon dioxide release for someone is in the range of 30 to 45. So we had a good capno reading and the medic decided that the patient was stable enough to transport. He called a report into the hospital Hospital was only about five minutes away. As we leave the facility and before we get onto the main road, my medic tells me to pull over. He checks the rhythm and we got ROSC. 
Now, ROSC stands for Return of Spontaneous Circulation, which means we got a pulse back. I continue lights and sirens to the hospital, and as soon as we pull in, the patient codes again. The firefighter riding in with us restarts the auto pulse, and we get the patient inside, move him off our stretcher onto the hospital bed, and usually nurses will take over and do compressions. But because we had the auto pulse going, it was kind of funny just to see the nurses standing around not knowing what to do. But I love most of the nurses that work at the hospital we took the patient to. There are a couple who personally I don't like because they get mad when you bring in a patient who's BLS without an IV. But they all do a good job and we work as a team and we bring in critical patients to them. But the hospital continued resuscitation efforts. They eventually also got ROSC. Uh, the patient then again went into cardiac arrest afterwards and they worked him for another 20 minutes before the doctor called it. You know, even, even sometimes when you do everything right, your patient will still die. That's just the unfortunate outcome of this job that you're going to have to learn to accept. But you need to know in your mind that you and your partner did everything you could for that patient. And if you doubt you did everything you could, talk to your partner about it. Ask them why they did or didn't do a certain thing. And if you still have doubts, go to your supervisor or whoever's next in your chain of command and talk to them about it. You have to be confident in your abilities to do this job because people depend on you. Like I said, sometimes you do do your best. And it still isn't good enough. And that's just the reality. But like I said, if you know that you and your partner gave it your all, did everything right, it won't eat away at you. But guys and gals, like I said, Happy New Year. Make this year count and be the best person you can be to everyone this year. Follow me on Instagram at emt underscore life underscore podcast. I love listening to what you guys have to say to me, your experiences, and, you know, you telling me what I could do better or, you know, just the insight that you give me is, is really needed and helpful. Uh, I post when new episodes come out on Instagram, uh, pictures from scenes I go on if it's appropriate, and pictures of equipment. I look forward to hearing from you I look forward to hearing your experiences, and I will always answer and talk to you about them. And if you have any questions at all, you know, just let me know. Like I said, I hope this year is the best one yet for you, and that God blesses each and every one of you. I'll catch you on the next one.